Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Welcome to another episode here of Uncommon Real Estate with Chris Craddock and myself, Jeff Safright. Uh, today we have a special guest on with us, uh, Mr. Jeff Quinton, which uh, many of you are familiar with. Chris, why don't you go ahead? I mean, I know he's a man that needs no introduction, but uh, can you do it anyways for us? And uh, and then let's jump in and get started today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so if you've been around for a little while, uh, Jeff Quinton is the, uh, he's a quintessential celebrity right here in our midst, right? A, a Keller Williams celebrity. Uh, you can't go to a, a KW event where uh, we're just not teaching. And I will say this, um, when I first got started in the business, um, you know, I, I just would listen to like just crazy amounts of podcasts just to try to get as much information as possible, which I think is part of the reason why we grew to doing over over 100 million in that five year period is just like like consuming massive amount of content from people that are doing so many good things. And honestly, I heard Jeff on so many different podcasts. I just really resonated with him because I've always been somebody that just believes in action, like imperfect action trumps perfect inaction any day of the week. And so literally every, every podcast I heard with Jeff on, it was like, just get on the freaking phone and make your calls. Like do it. If you're, if you're not winning, you're not talking to people. And and to me, that's just, I mean, just, oh, man, I love it. I loved it. So, uh, um, yeah, bottom line is I got so much value and honestly, you know, helped me a lot. And, and also, one of the things, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but I was probably like six months, eight months in the business, and I was calling through anybody that I really loved uh, learning from. I, you know, I called and just, just got them on the phone and, and, and chatted. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but, yeah, like, I think it was like two, early 2015, you and I chatted and you sent me a bunch of, bunch of material and it really helped me propel uh, us to where we, where we got to now. And so, yeah, just a stud, going to add so much value to everybody else. Uh, if, and if nothing else, I'm looking forward to hanging with my boy. So it's going to be fun. Jeff, tell us, where did you start? Where are you now? And where are you headed? I uh, know. Thank you. That's awesome. Very kind, Chris. And uh, Jeff, thank you very much for having me here. It's an honor to be part of this. Um, so, you know, again, background, I, I, my name is Jeff Quinton. I, I live and work in Ocean City, New Jersey, which is in southern New Jersey. Um, got into real estate business in 1992, basically right out of high school, only I've ever done. Um, so now I guess it's almost 30 years in the business, believe it or not. And uh, so, um, you know, ultimately, like back in the 90s when I started, I was a solo agent, for, ran that way for about seven or eight years, got one assistant, and then to about uh, year 2000 range, early 2000s. I started to build a team and always had a small team. So then from there, um, I hired an additional, so I had a personal assistant and I had another assistant um, and kind of split the roles between listing side, closing side, then hired a buyer's agent and then hired another buyer's agent. And we kind of ran that way for a while, three, three, uh, three agents myself in production as well as a primary listing agent, two buyer's agents, and then two admin, added another admin. And so we had about three and three, three admin, three agents. And, uh, you know, we were, Running that way probably through, you know, 2012, 13, you know, all the way for a long time, small team. Um, and then about 2014, I started to grow a little bit. Left uh, where I was before at Berkshire Hathaway in 2016, came to KW. And then in the last four years, um, 
I uh, got myself more out of the production side of a listing partner. I still do some deals, but um, now I'm really working on the business and have grown my hub business at home in South Jersey to about seven or eight agents. Um, and then I've also expanded in other locations and have uh, a 20 agent uh, uh, brokerage slash team in the Outer Banks, uh, North Carolina. So we've, uh, we've grown a bunch in the last four years and um, uh, we're looking to continue to grow. And you know, we, we live, I live and work in a very small market, so it's forced me to be able to have to go out and expand if I really want to really grow. So that's kind of where we're at right now. That's awesome. So, so tell me this, success leaves clues, and obviously you've been doing, uh, doing great for a long time. Uh, you're, you've been leading and coaching and teaching other agents you know, for forever, and, and obviously going through the ups and the downs of the real estate market, you've seen a lot of stuff. This is a little bit new, but at the, at the end of the day, it's also you know, kind of hard and different, and it's a, a transition like all the other times. What are you coaching your agents? What are you saying to your agents to get them, you know, up in the morning, get them motivated when they feel like, you know, just not doing anything or, or anything else? Like, what are you doing to kind of help, help them see the future and the path ahead? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, so, you know, ultimately, our, our, what we're coaching and training and, and mentoring on um, is what we've always been doing, right? So, our, our routines and our flow, our rituals really haven't changed. Let me, let me just share with you kind of what we do. And, and what's expected and the standards around it. And as a team and, and you know, what I'm holding them to uh, as far as, you know, their goals and, and accountability. So, you know, each day um, we have a huddle call. So at 8.15, we all dial in. This is a dial-in huddle call to a conference line. It's 15 minutes long. We all, and it rotates through who runs the call. So each, each person will have its turn that will lead the call. Uh, so we talk about three things. What is your goal for the month? Where are you so far? And what's your commitment for the day? So what's your personal commitment? What are you gonna do? What's the promises you're gonna make? declaring it to the team and they share what that is. And we just go around, you know, right around the huddle, uh, everyone on, and they, they, they say what that is. At the end of it, Scott, our CEO, uh, COO and myself end up and give some type of uh, um, direction for the day or motivation for the day or an idea or thought, whatever that may be for them to implement or keep in mind. So number one, it's 8.15. At 8.30 then we expect everybody to be jumping on uh, and role playing. So role playing with role play partners, they're either in the team, which we don't really want them to do because they buy into their, their, their crap. Every many times we want them to get outside, go out, find five role play partners that have all different personalities all throughout the different, you know, different parts of the, the, the country. So role playing for a half hour, nine o'clock, they're on the phone. So typically, you know, we would always have everyone show up in the office. Um, now because of the stay at home uh, orders, we are actually all uh, literally generating a prospecting from home. So we've designed a Google Hangout that everybody can log into, see each other mute out if they want to come in and have communication there and listen into each other's conversations. Can I jump in real, real quick and ask a question? So, um, so I know a number of your, your agents produce at a pretty, pretty darn high level. And, uh, you know, I know role-playing oftentimes gets relegated to what new agents do and what, uh, you know, so you're saying even the high-level agents are required to, to be role-playing and continuing to sharpen the sword right there? Man, you know, we, well, here, yeah, without a doubt, every single day as much as possible, especially what's going on right now during this COVID time, because the scripts have changed, the dialogues have changed, the contribution side, the lead-in questions have changed. So getting familiar and, and going from the person who's uncertain and create, create certainty, um, you know, give them, give them, if they're an uncertain present, they need to get moving into a certain, certain future, right? Moving them across from here to here. What is that script? Because many, we all know there's, there's these, 
I'm not sure it's an objection call it because it's not objecting. It's ultimately it's just a condition that maybe we can't overcome at the moment. For example, you know what? I don't want to put my home on the market because I'm afraid of, of having people come in my home. I, that is an objection now, right? It's a new objection. It's not like the same objections that we had for the last 50 years of real estate where I want, to, I want you to do it for 5% or I want a short-term listing. This is what we're hearing. So now we have to adapt to it. So yes, we are, we are taking a look at all the things that, that, are, that are consumers or, or buyers and sellers are objecting on or conditions are having. Now we're role-playing back uh, to give the answers. And, and the reason why is we, our agents, we, don't, we want to make sure they're not stumbling and fumbling and don't know what to say. They got to come back with conviction. They got to give a solution. They got to come back with a direction. And if we can do all of that, you know, then they're going to come through with confidence. And that's the most important thing that when you role play, you build confidence because you know what to say. And if you know what to say and you deliver confidence, even though you might have to fake it till you make it, right? Confidence is what's going to win right now in this period of time. So yeah, they're role playing every day. That's awesome. Role play uh, creates confidence. Confidence creates winning. I love that. And so let me ask one other question on this front. So I got into a debate on this. So I think the answer is both and, but I'd love to hear what your uh, your take is on this. So I got into a debate with a friend of mine. It's a pretty big team, but they're, they just don't like the idea of script practicing and, and scripting on stuff because they said, no, it's about, you, you need to ask questions and then just, just talk to them through their, their questions. And, uh, you know, I, we got into a long, long debate on that. How, what is your script on, as a response to, uh, to not going through scripts, not role playing, all, all of that? Yeah, no. So, so I mean, many times the agents have a little bit different, um, approach or, or a different, um, um, attitude towards it, I guess, or whatever it may be. Here's the thing though. They actually have a script. It's just, we don't know if it's effective at the level it could be. So, so you say that, okay, we're role playing and you and I might have a certain way we handle an objection. We might have a certain way we handle the, I want you to cut your commission objection where they might ask a question, which is part of scripting. Scripting is asking questions, right? And it's not just about the question. It's also leading that question to a desired end result. It's about mimicking and matching and, and repeating and approving, right? That's all part of it. And, and the reason why you're scripted is number one, you can get to the bottom line as far as really what the issue is. You can get to it quicker so your conversation becomes more effective. And you, when you become scripted, you can actually listen a little bit greater because then you're not fumbling on what to say next. You already know it's pre-programmed in your mind. I already know that this next question is going to lead me because I just asked this question. So when I know what to say, I can listen more intently. And if you listen more intently, then the conversation doesn't actually become scripted. It becomes more of a conversation, right? So sometimes agents might say, oh, I don't want to feel like robotic and I don't want to be scripted and have to say that. Well, the thing is you actually, look, someone who doesn't have a canned listing presentation, let's call it, they actually do. What they actually do right now is when they walk into a home, they actually do the same thing over and over again, the same way. They actually are saying the same thing. This is what they're comfortable with. Now, that's actually their script. The question is, is it actually effective enough? What we practice on is effective, proven, duplicatable. We know the result that when we say this question, when we reply with this answer, then we know that the predictability of what they're going to say next is going to come, right? We already know. If I can predict what they're going to say, then I can lead them to the direction of what I want, which ultimately is going to be a contract signed or, or an appointment set. So, I guess, you know, it, it, they actually are scripted. You're actually saying the script. It's just, it's a matter of, is it producing the predictable result that they want? And the answer in most cases, if they're not, 
filing a proven script, they're probably not getting as much out of it or their conversion rates aren't going to be as high. So as far as um, running, I, a lot of people can start strong and a lot of people when they see the finish line can, can finish strong. But to, to keep running and keep producing and smiling, dialing for a long period of time, what is like, what would you say is, is just really important to sustain success instead of just that flash in the pan, doing it well for a short period of time? Yeah. 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 And you see that happen a lot. Um, so, I mean, you know, the longevity, so I've been doing this 30 years, right? So it's a long time. Uh, I mean, I've been consistently our team and, and what we do as far as prospecting that's been ongoing for, for forever. Right. I mean, it's just what we do. Um, you know, we, we look at it like this. Um, we look at it that um, this is our job. This is what's required. This is what we do. It's a standard which we have to do. We understand that, you know, by prospecting and lead generation every day, that is the fuel to the business. I mean, ultimately, we look at it that, okay, so if we, if we fill our tank up in our car and we drive from here to D.C., um, you know, maybe I'll get there in a full tank. I don't know. But if I'm trying to drive to Florida, which is, a, which is actually the destination, um, and I don't fill my tank up, well, what's going to happen? Your business and your car is going to run out of gas, right? It's going to start puttering and stuttering and break down and everything that way. So we look at it that, you know, each day is just pumping new gas, new fuel in the business so that we have a long, we can get to Florida, right? We can get to where we want to get to. So it's a requirement of what we do. It's, it's not, it's not um, uh, you know, it's not negotiable. It's just, you know, we have to lead generate every day. It's part of what we do. And so what happens is you just have to start doing it, right? And you just have to make, a, make it a, a habit just like anything else. It's kind of like, you know, when it, it's, okay, so, so if, if, if you work out, and, you know, the first time you go to the gym or you start there, it sucks, right? I mean, working out, I mean, the first couple of days, you know, you're sore. A week goes by, you're like, why am I doing this? This, this. But what happens is after two weeks and three weeks, now you're in a rhythm. Now, if you actually miss a day from not working out, right, your body and you feel like ter- you feel terrible. You're like, I miss a day. My whole day is differently. My mindset's differently. The way I move is differently. My reactions are differently. That, ha- that happens in lead generation too. So we look at it that, you know, you get in momentum and then, Right now, it's just, it's just habit. It's just, it's just, you know, you brush your teeth every day, right? We all do that, I hope. And, and so it's like, imagine if you didn't. That's what it feels like if we don't, we don't regenerate. So um, how do you do it? Well, first, you got to set up a great environment. You got to set up an environment that, that doesn't create distractions, right? So in our office, when you come in our office, you walk in, it's everybody has stand-up desks. We have two phones we dial from, a left and right phone. We have actually headsets like this. It has this microphone on one side, a microphone on the other. It's by, they call it like a by whatever it's called, lateral or whatever headset. So there's two of them. So we can hear in this line and hear in this line, all connected to phones. So you have a, you have a headset set up for two phones. You have a stand-up desk. You have your scripts and your, and your actually have a script flip chart uh, that you can flip across depending on who you're talking with. On the walls are set up with objection handlers. So when you come in, you go to your, your desk or your station and your environment set up to do only one thing. And that's the battle we generate. We have music going at any time coming out. You might, you might hear Biggie. You might hear, you never know what goes on, right? Our, we don't have any incoming lines in our office. If anyone calls into our office, it gets forwarded back to the market center. We have an actual separate, separate mega agent office that's set up as a call center. That's what it looks and feels like when you walk in. There's motivation, nice artwork that's out there. Everything is set up if you were to think about that. So, so, so you come into an environment that's set up, that's prepared for success. So when you do that, there's only one thing to do. And that's what you do. And, and there's no distractions, right? So it's not like there's people walking in on us. Our, our admin staff is there. They're all in the market center. They're outside of the virtual. We don't even see them. Right? It's just our salespeople. So environment's very important. 
I love what you're saying right there. There's uh, one of my favorite books. It, you know, I, I've read it a number of times now. Atomic Habits. It's it's really interesting because the way you're describing the success setup for what you're doing basically is is exactly how I think it's James Clear how he uh, how he is describing these atomic habits. You know, you set them up, you you do them time and time, and, and at first it's hard, and, and every day you're, you're winning these small little little battles. But, but it's like an election, you know, you don't have to win unanimously. You just have to win more than you lose, right, to, to win the election. And then the other piece that you're saying that I think is, is huge, and it's actually something that I, I, I'm looking here and I, I just know I need to, to do better at, is continue to, to craft our environment that where we're lead generating to, 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 you know, put it through the funnel to one thing. What is your one thing? And, and I don't think the environment, I, 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 we have, we got a good environment for it, but it's not a great environment. And hearing some of the things you're saying, um, it, it just is making me rethink that. So if you're here listening, I mean, honestly, this is, that's a huge thing. That's worth the price of admission right there. Well, if, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, no, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna, you know, you think about a professional athlete, right? Uh, you know, you go watch a basketball game, you go to a football game, you go to a, you know, baseball game, whatever, professional sport. At the time of introduction or whatever, they shut off the lights, they got lights going, or, you know, then they got their flashers going, the different smoke going, you know, the smoke machine, whatever else going. The announcer gets in his announcing voice, and you're really setting the environment. You oftentimes think that it, you oftentimes think it's just for the spectator, but, but it's really not. It's for the athlete as well, you know. I mean, I remember, you know, again, back in the, you know, the days of wrestling, you know, and they would shut off the lights and they put the spotlight on, you go out and you get introduced, like you're getting amped, you're getting pumped, you're getting the mindset. And really that's kind of what you're doing. Um, you know, you, you really established an arena, if you will, for people to come in for, for game time. And that, that really is a game time. You know, my question is, is, you know, right now when you can't go to the arena, how do you set yourself up for, you know, that, that mindset. So have you guys found anything that you're doing? I know you said you use, uh, I think you said uh, Google, um, Google Meetup, whatever it's called. Yeah. Anything else that you guys are doing that you found successful? Well, yeah. I mean, so, so right now more than ever, everything except for that huddle call each day is on the phone by a conference line. Everything else right now is by Zoom as we're doing right now or Google Hangout, which just stays on, on all day. I'll give you the routine of our, our, our flow and rhythm as far as how we move uh, at the team. So Mondays or every day, well, I'll start on Monday, but every day, 8.15 huddle call, okay? Um, on Monday, 12 noon, we do a, ma- a script master class at 12, I'm sorry, back that up. 12 o'clock, sales team meeting, Zoom like this. We go over our, our what we call like our whiteboard. We call it like our no BS board. Like, we don't want you to put any BS on here at all. Uh, we want to know, like, what are your seven-day leads? Who are you going to get a contract with, signed with, in the next seven days? Like, identify which listings, who are they, where it's at, what, co- what listings are going to co- go under contract, who the buyers are working with, and we actually all write down, or, or we actually you know, type it, uh, you know, who they are and identify, and that creates a conversation about, this week I'm working on this, this listing, and this week, there's an, by the way, there's an offering on this listing, right? So everybody knows as a group together, kind of a pulse as far as what they're working on, what they're gonna do, what their commitments are, who they have as a buyer, they've identified this guy, Joe Smith, he's looking for a three bedroom, two bath, up to 500 in this location, and then we can start to, you know, have a conversation like, oh, I'm working on something like that. So that's at 12 o'clock to 12.30. 12.30 Monday, then we teach a, a, what we call a script master class, where I'll come in and I'll teach a class there uh, for about an hour, maybe a half hour, depends on what we're working on. Objection handlers, listing presentations, we want them to become script certified. 
So that's on Monday. This is all Monday. So three o'clock Monday, I do a full-on coaching call, half hour. Now I'm doing it on Zoom on a different topic or whatever that may be. Tuesday, again, huddle call. Tuesday, 12 noon, we do a full team meeting, admin, our VAs in the Philippines. Everybody comes in. We see each other. What's going on? We go over our numbers for the week. We do. Uh, we have an agenda. We're right, we're right now reading the script, uh, uh, shift book. Everybody has to read their chapter. You know, typical team meeting, one hour, done. Wednesday, 12 noon, script masterclass number two, one hour. So we have a two-hour masterclass basically a week. I just teach on that. Thursday, nothing. Friday, uh, right now we have a typically, well, in between some of the newer ages that aren't getting a 411, then that haven't like, gotten to what I need to get to. Then we're having a 411 company uh, for, for those ages. There's about three or four of them. Actually, we open up to everybody. Um, so we're actually doing that right now. We're actually having a couple, uh, uh, guest speakers come on, which I love to have you guys, you know, cause they're kind of tired of hearing about hearing me right now. So I'm bringing in a couple people, you know, to, to just give me some better content. They're saying the same thing I would, but they're listening to them. Not Bro, me. I would, I'll just throw this out there. I would love to do that. I just, I, last couple of weeks I've, I've kind of did a trade where I've spoken with a couple other of, of my friends teams yeah. on, on Fridays. We get somebody to come and speak with us. So uh, yeah, maybe Fridays from now we're, we're looking for yeah. somebody there and let me know what I can do yours. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 And then, and then basically um, five o'clock on Friday, we do a happy hour. We're all meeting here now and, and that's about an hour or so, not real long and see everybody and they're at home or wherever they are and, and uh, reconnecting. And there's no real estate talk. We're not allowed to talk real estate. So it's just about what are you up to, what's going on, how the family, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, that's kind of the flow of what we're doing. Uh, when we see each other, we see each other a lot right now. Uh, as if we're in the office trying to create that environment. Um, at the end of the day, each day, uh, we use CSU, and CSU is our, is our, is our like scoreboards and numbers trackers and analytics of our business. Everybody um, on their phone has the app, and they, they track their numbers. And this is just the accountability, but they have to report their numbers for that day. So the reporting number of contacts they made, number of Zoom appointments set, Zoom appointments held, appointments set, um, um, uh, nurtures, like all the metrics that we, ch- we, we, we check, um, they report those numbers. The next morning, I get the report before the huddle call, and I can see everybody did what they're supposed to do. If they did not report their numbers in CSU, then that agent is shut off for the day from any leads, and they're shut, off, they're shut out of our CRM where their leads are, and they also get no admin support. So they're done. So it's required every single day they need to report their numbers, and if they don't, then the next day, they're shut off of everything. They're locked out. Uh, they need a contract done, do it yourself. So there's a high level of accountability of that as well. So we, we want to make sure that, you know, we're tracking and metrics needed so we can, we, can, we can guide them and show them the efficiencies of their business. So that's kind of how the flow works, you know what I mean, as far as each day and what we're doing and how often we're talking. Here's something I want to just make sure everybody listening gets. So, um, so you're seeing like contracts and all that. So those are all still lag measures. It happens after the activity. But it sounds like you're also uh, measuring lead measures, which are how many people you're talking to. And honestly, if you don't get this, you just haven't really studied this business for a long time. However many people you talk to will equal the amount of appointments, which will equal the amount of clients, which will equal the amount of closings, which will equal the money that you make at the end of the year. Right. So that's all a lag indicator, but, but it sounds like they're all they're measuring their lead indicators so that they know what's coming down the road. They'll they'll know by how many people they're talking to. So I just want to make sure everybody gets that at a really really deep level. Yeah, and so so right now, I mean, what we're really measuring as well is 
we have everyone looking at, as I mentioned to you earlier, like that BS board, right? There's seven day leads. Like who is their immediate business they can get a contract signed with right now? Like be super hyper-focused on who that person is, which, you know, that, 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 that list is going to be small, right? And then, so that's bucket A. Bucket B right now, which we're really concentrating on, which is actually a little more important. Now, obviously, get a contract signed right now is super important. But I want them to be really focused at bucket B is, who is my, who is my, uh, my, my, my client that I'm going to get a contract signed with in 60 days? When this thing opens up, because there's so many people saying, I'm going to wait it out, I'm going to wait it out, I'm going to wait it out. Well, the waited out people are going to do something in 60 days. It's just a question is, are they going to do it with you? Are they going to do it with somebody else? So what is the plan? What is your follow-up plan over the next 60 days for bucket B so that you build mind share that will get you the market share that you, you will actually you got to dominate the market because you've talked to these people. What's that plan? So right now what we're doing is we're identifying the 60 day leads and then we've set not only a buyer campaign, but also a seller campaign for them, which I use, I use contact junkie that emails, voicemails, email, uh, text messages, all sequenced out. Basically it's got about between 14, I think, and 17 different drip spread out all different, you know, uh, channels of communication over the next 60 days. Because we know that, you know, any sales, sales typically happen between the fifth and 12th contact. Well, I've designed this for our team right now. I'm extracting their leads out of our CRM, putting them in here, and I'm doing this shit for them. Like, it's, it's just going to run, and it'll come from them, and the responses will come back to them. But um, we, we're concentrating right now on that 60-day lead. We know that if we can nail that down and get super clear on that, and if each agent can build out, let's say that each agent builds out 30 clients or 30 prospects, and, you know, of those, you know, call it, I don't know, a third of them, 10 of them, you know what I mean? Or do something. Then we expect the 10 transactions out of that, out of that right there in the next 60 days, each agent, you know what I mean? Because if the prospect can do what they're supposed to be doing each day and our minimum standard is 30 contacts a day from each one of them, right? So if they're making 30 contacts a day, each one of them, then, you know, ultimately they should be out of hit right now, a minimum of one lead a day, right? So if they're doing that 20 days a month, well, shit, in the last two months, they should have 40 already. Follow me? So we're looking at the stacking up pipeline. The pipeline right now is, is super important and making sure that our agents are communicating. The one that communicates most right now and stays in touch is gonna win, it's period. And it doesn't need to be every day about real estate. It's our, our, our campaigns and our conversation is, hey, I just wanna let you know we're still here for you. Is there anything that you need, right? Or can, can, I, can I ask you what your biggest concern is right now with what's going on? Just talking to people, just having that conversation. And that's some of our, 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 our content. So that's kind of the focus we're on right now as well. Now, and you're, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I know you have, uh, you have you know, businesses in different spaces, but you're primarily in New Jersey, and New Jersey is, um, it's, it's shut down for real estate, right? It's not, it's not essential? No, we, we, we were for a while, but now it is essential, so we, we have been, we have been uh, deemed that, so we can do that, it's, but it's also just like anywhere else, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge of, of, you know, getting inside homes, closings, just everything in general, you know. Virtually, so when it was shut down and you guys were not allowed to to go out and do you know do business, what you know what were you doing as far as lead generation? The reason I'm asking because you know there's a lot of people like oh we're shut down you know and, and, and I'm just going to take vacation. So uh, you guys were taking vacation and having eight hour happy days or happy hours <laughs> staycation. <laughs> no. Yeah, so 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 I wrote down um, basically and I can send this to you guys. I would post it out there, but. Now, what should we be doing right now during COVID-19? There's 19 points for 19. But so point number eight, just to give you an example of what we were doing, and I'll share this with you. 
Um, I wrote down, how many total outbound channels of communication are you doing each day? How many texts, emails, voicemails, voice broadcast messages, messages, uh, voice broadcast messages sent, Facebook messenger, Facebook post, likes, comments, handwritten notes. The goal is to get to 100, 100 per day mixed channels of communication. So all of this right now is digitally, right? So we're still doing this. So, you know, the fortunate thought, the thing that we had from where we work at in New Jersey, Southern New Jersey is primarily the market I work in is a secondary resort vacation market. So all of our clients, most of them live, major portion of them in Philadelphia or the suburbs, you know, good 60 to 70, 80 miles away. So most of our business has always been done by email and over the phone. Back in the day, it was by fax machines, right? So, you know, we've been used to not actually coming face-to-face with our clients and doing all this. So all of our systems, all of our ways, all of our digital you know, all of our marketing plans, you know, we've all set up emails to be able to, you know, at CMAs, to be able to email all of it out and then know the presentation over the phone. So fortunate enough, we've been used to doing business that way. So we haven't let up not doing that when, when, we, when we were shut down. But what we did was, and what we're still doing is, we're ramping our, our, our method of communication with multiple channels every way. Not only we call on clients face-to-face or over the phone and having a two-way conversation, um, we're doing how many texts can go out today, right? How many voicemails can we leave? How many voice broadcasts like slide out messages automated will go out? How many emails will we send out? You know, all of Facebook Messenger crushing it on that. And we have also, you know, been able to leverage out some of our VAs to help us do this as well. Um, you know, with different automation and different messages. And, you know, one of the things that I have as a, as a team owner in my mind is how do we generate 100 seller inbound leads a day? Like play that game for me. Like how do I generate for the team? That's one of my one of the, my one thing, or that's one of the things I need to be doing, is creating opportunity. How do I generate 100 seller inbound leads a day? Right. Well, an inbound lead from a seller, it could be somebody that raises their hand and says, "I want to value a value of my home through an evaluation, you know, registration." That's an inbound lead. It could be somebody just calling back, and um, you know, ultimately saying, "Hey, look, I want you to remove me from your list." It's an inbound seller lead. Now they they don't want to sell. But I'm, I need 100 opportunities, right? Because if we're scripted enough, we can turn it. So we're playing that game. So, you know, what does that game look like? Well, if I could go ahead and send a text uh, of some sort that says, um, another home in your neighborhood just sold that may have affected your value, you might be surprised. Would you like an updated valuation? That script right there in a text almost every time, I'm going to say, yes, that'd be great. Second text back is, okay, great. Remind me again, how many bedrooms and baths do you have? Four bedroom, two bath, good. Right then, it triggers, goes to an agent, they call them. It's a seller lead. They want evaluation, right? But I sent them a text to engage that text back. I load up with my CRM, 3,000 of those of my sellers, or 3,000 or 1,000 people or neighborhood or whatever it may be, blast that text out. I'll have that done in a couple of hours. Guess what? How many responses I get back? A shit ton, right? So, so I want you to think about the way that I'm thinking about right now, how do I generate inbound? while we're still doing outbound through all different methods of channels of communication. You know, we're doing right now something that's silly, not silly, but kind of whatever it is, but it's going to generate is, is, uh, is, um, you know, um, uh, for Mother's Day coming up, a sidewalk chalk uh, Mother's Day contest. Engaging your kids or whoever, do a sidewalk chalk, uh, you know, wishing your mom a happy birthday and include our logo in it, post it on our site. Whoever gets the most likes is going to win a hundred dollar gift card, right? We did that, you know, um, it's going to engage. Now that's not seller inbound leads. It's going to engage people in the community, things like that. I mean, we're just trying to, you know, here's the thing. We're not doing anything really that's incredibly over the top. One thing, 
we're doing a lot of little things, little, a lot of things and a lot of different, little, little things in a lot of different ways. Air, land, and sea right now, baby. I mean, we're talking about everything. And then what's happening is it's just pushing opportunity back to the team. And that's how we're creating, we're creating these deals in a, mar in a market where, you know, normally business isn't being done at the level it normally is being done. Yeah. This is great. Well, I know we got to wrap up. So one of the questions that I always love to ask at the end is what, what should we have asked you that we didn't ask you? <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a good conversation. I think, I think that, um, you know, what we didn't, I guess we, t right now it's about your database. Right. And, and I think a lot of people are talking about that but it's about reconnecting to the people that, are, that have done business with you, your center of influence, um, people that know you and people you've met. And if agents right now don't have a database, well, first of all, they all have a database, but if they don't have a large enough database, they need to create one and go find it. They need to be able to go out right now and they need to download and export out all their contacts from the phone. That becomes an, That's their address book. That's people they know. Um, all of us have probably a thousand in there or more. I mean, I've got 9,000, but that's, you know, a lot of people, you look at your phone, you have a huge address book. Um, everyone has Facebook friends, you're on Facebook. Everyone probably has a thousand, if not a few hundred, 500, whatever. Like that's a group. Um, you know, LinkedIn, that's a group. If anybody right now is associated with any type of associations or, or, or uh, memberships, country club, you know, uh, yoga studio, start start getting that, that, that database of people and delivering them, um, you know, um, some good ideas, thoughts, content, see how they're doing. I mean, reach out to everybody and just ask them are they, if they thought about refinancing their home, um, you know, and provide them a, a good lender that you work with. You know, provide value right now. They're going to remember that um, and come from that place, you know, of, of contribution to your database. So I think that, you know, just we really get deep into that. I think we talked about, you know, communicating to it, but that that's what's going to create the, the transactions, in my opinion, for people to get through this. Um, you know, in the next 60 to 90 days, people that know you. I think this is great. Success leads clues. You know, Jeff's obviously been doing this at a high level for a long time. And so we're, we're seeing that uh, uh, success doesn't fall on your lap. You got to go out and get it. You got to do, you got to do the right things and uh, do the right activities. And, uh, and then the success shows up. So um, yeah, I just, I, I love, uh, I love what uh, what he's saying here. I hope everybody gets that. That uh, if you're sitting around just hoping that uh, that th good things are going to happen, you know, maybe, but unlikely. So you need to go out and and, and make it happen. So that's uh, that's it. I love it. Hey Jeff, how uh, how can we get in touch with you? I know you got a lot of uh, amazing things going on. You know, I think you got some classes, different things happening. So how can how can we get in touch with you? Sure. I mean, all the social things. It's at Jeff Quinton. J E F F. Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. Um, hit me there. Hit me on Facebook Messenger, Jeff Quinton, Facebook. That's easiest. Always email me, Jeff at the Quinton Guru. Uh, it's always an easy way. Yeah, if anybody ever wants to join in one of our script master classes, uh, we, we go on Zoom. We can send you a link. They can see kind of what we're doing with that kind of stuff. And feel free that, um, you know, so feel free to, to, you know, check us out anytime. Jeff loves referrals, so if you got anything in, uh, in New Jersey or uh, the Outer Banks, hit him up. Send him some yeah. referrals. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. We, we cover we cover North Carolina, Outer Banks, and then and um, you know Philadelphia kind of area as well. So um, Southern New Jersey, obviously. Anybody have? We greatly appreciate it, and then we'll reciprocate back to you. 
Awesome. Hey, Outer Banks is going to get a little more popular, I think, because there's a new there's a new uh, series, I think, on yeah. Netflix right now. So if you're watching that series, you're like, man, I want to check out uh, Outer Banks. Wish I could be there. Jeff Sherman, hit him up, and uh, and he'll help you get yeah. there on a regular basis. Yeah, the, the, interesting, the interesting thing, though, is the name of the show is The Outer Banks, right? It's on Netflix. However, it's not filmed in, in The Outer Banks. Oh, no way. <laughs> Just so you know. No, yeah. That, that's not. It's actually filmed in uh, um, uh, I think Charleston or somewhere down in South Carolina. Yeah, really? it's not even in, not even in the Outer Yeah, so so that whole scene and all that all that you see is not even there. Huh? I wonder why. <laughs> all right. Well, that's for another yeah. day. But anyway, anyway, that's just yeah. I don't awesome. Know. All right. Well, hey, friends, we do hope that you enjoy this episode here of Uncommon Real Estate. And uh, we look forward to having you on next time. And again, hey, if you are listening to this, wherever you're listening to it from, whether it be uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, any of the other ones, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review. Uh, write, you know, write in, let us know what you thought of the show. And uh, we'll, uh, we'd love to have you back on again. So until then, take care. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 